Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We are super excited because today's episode is sponsored by BarkBox. As most of you guys know, my dog Mackie loves his chew toys, but they do not last very long in our house. And that's why we love our subscription service, BarkBox. BarkBox is a monthly subscription box that offers an array of theme boxes for your pup. Inside your box, you'll find toys, treats, and unleashed joy, thoughtfully designed to satisfy every dog's unique playstyle. BarkBox has several boxes to choose from, depending on your dog's needs, such as the Super Chewer box, which was designed to challenge and engage your pup for longer-lasting play. And that's what we need for Mackie. <laughs> right now, you can get a free extra month of BarkBox, which is up to a $35 value, by using our link, www.barkbox.com inhumanpod. So treat your dog to what they love with BarkBox www.barkbox.com slash inhuman pod for a extra free month of BarkBox. Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Andrea. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Inhuman, a true crime podcast. I guess before we get into the episode, I do want to just kind of go over a quick update in the Kendrick Johnson case. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it is definitely not the update that I was hoping for, and I know that it's not the update that anyone, especially his his family, was hoping for. Yeah. Um, but as of today, which is the 27th of January, um... They have officially closed his investigation, and they basically have ruled his death an accident, um, saying that there was no crime committed. So Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, according to the sheriff who reopened the case, Ashley Polk, he says that he does not believe anything criminal occurred. It was a very unusual accident, but it was still an accident. And this is after a year, basically, of, you know, opening the case and reinvestigating it. Not sure what all that investigation entailed, but as of January 27th of 2022, his case has unfortunately been closed. That makes me so mad. So, I'm trying to find, yeah, figure out what episode we covered that on. Um, it was episode it was 24. one of our earlier, twenty four. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. So you'll you'll know what we're talking about. But yes, yeah. I'm just I'm angry. I'm shocked. I'm angry. I'm appalled. Um, I really feel for his mother, Jacqueline. Yeah. Um. They definitely do not believe that his death was an accident, and I have to admit, I don't either. I don't either. There, I just, I mean, I just don't see how it's possible that they had enough evidence to rule it an accident. Well, there was just so much as evidence to me that pointed that some, like the the blood stains on, like the shoes, yeah, 
you know, just like there was like random blood stains on shoes that were like not in the mat, and then the right. shoes in the mat didn't have blood, you know, just like stuff like no, that. It doesn't make sense. have made sense. Yeah. yeah. I so no, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's really frustrating. Yeah. I feel so bad for his family. I do too. And we are still rooting for you guys, and we, you know, whatever we can do to help, obviously, we're, you know, just two little podcasters but yeah yeah so i just said that i would keep you guys updated and that's what yeah i'm doing now um you know just keep saying his name and hopefully just because you close a case doesn't always mean the case is forever closed yeah i feel like especially with his case there is such a big like community behind his family and feel like a lot of people in the true crime community have heard his case and feel the same way we do that his death was not an accident so hopefully yeah you know we can continue saying his name and I don't I don't know I don't know if there can be like a petition to reopen again I don't even know if that would be possible because they've already done this but you know you never know I think it's gonna take just one person coming forward yeah, I think you're right. Whether it's like a deathbed confession or, you know, something along those lines. But I, th- I think eventually somebody's guilt is going to wear on them and, and somebody's going to so. come forward. Yeah, because so. I don't think anything evidence-wise will ever get to the point of, like, they've done so much analysis on every piece of evidence that there, that was there. And so I don't yeah. think it's ever going to be something like that where some sort of evidence changes it i think it like you said it's gonna have to be someone coming forward i i think so too unfortunately but man in my prayers i hope that that happens so but that's that's the kendrick johnson update for you guys and do you have anything you wanna yeah we have another uh just kind of i guess kind of big update if you've been following the lauren smith fields case um we were gonna do another episode but there's just not that much yet we'll probably do an episode covering all of it once everything comes to conclusion yeah Yeah. but they have officially opened a actual criminal investigation into lauren's death which is amazing yeah which is absolutely amazing if you haven't heard her story we covered it in a bonus episode that was episode 65 And since then, um, a couple of things have come out. Her family is suing the Bridgeport Police Department because of how they handled the case. They didn't collect evidence. They didn't even notify the family. They literally... So nonchalant. No, it's ridiculous. There was a note left on Lauren's door saying, if you're looking for Lauren, call this number. And it was the landlord. Like, police didn't even notify her family because they were like, well... We had her passport and ID, so we didn't need you for anything. So they didn't notify them at all. Wow. So uh, her family is suing the Bridgeport Police Department, and I believe that there is an internal affairs investigation going on at at the Bridgeport Police Department. They've also released her cause and manner of death. So manner of death was accidental. The medical examiner said that her cause of death was acute intoxication due to the combined effects of fentanyl, promethazine, hydroxyzine, and alcohol. And like I said, it was ruled an accident. So it's basically drugs and alcohol is what caused her death. But 
fentanyl being one of those is why they decided or that why they're opening this investigation because that is not a drug i mean i don't know anything about that type of stuff but according to like what i've found that's not something that's like super easily accessible or like it's not a party drug yeah yeah it's not something you're like hey let's go get some fit fentanyl and go get high you know yeah exactly so that's why they're they opened that investigation and the u.s dea is assisting in that investigation so hopefully that will be properly done and yeah you know not butchered like it has been so far and from everything i've seen matthew lafontaine the bumble date he has been cooperating like his lawyer has said that at this time he's not a suspect at all and it sounds like he is cooperating which like we said this last time he might have nothing to do with this he might have no involvement but something somebody is responsible for her death whether it be she got drugs that were laced with something or what somebody is responsible and you know her family is still adamant that she was not a drug user so who knows you just don't know yeah that's like when I was telling you, when we were talking about this the other day, like, if she had heroin in her system, then I could account for the fentanyl because that right. is an issue with um, the heroin right now or, you know, the last several years. Right. It's being cut or laced or whatever with the fentanyl, but she didn't. No. So, it's just very, very it's strange. very bizarre. Yeah. 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 So, uh that's kind of the update in that case and we'll continue to keep you guys updated and we do post more consistent updates on our instagram so be sure you guys are following us there so that you know if you're looking for updates that are more consistent not just when we we like record episodes they will always be over there so i think that's all that was kind of a long intro sorry you guys but (laughs) we wanted to update on on the big cases that we're currently following exactly okay so, today's episode, um, I'm going to be covering the disappearance of Branson Perry. Okay, I don't know this. I saw you write it down on our case list, and <laughs> I don't recognize the name. So, I've heard this case before. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know all the details, though. Oh, these, okay. These, yeah, these detail, these details of this case are, whew, yeah. All right. It's some, some interesting stuff. Um, and unfortunately, like I said, he's, he's, uh, still missing. So the case is still open and there's, you know, unfortunately no resolution as of right now. So on April 11th, 2001 in Skidmore, Missouri, Branson Perry was having a normal day at home, um, where he lived with his father, Bob Perry. Earlier in the day, he had invited his friend Gina over to help him clean the house before his dad, who was currently in the hospital, came home. Okay. Why was his dad so, in the hospital? I don't really know. There wasn't a lot of, um, like, like information at all about, like, what he was going through. Okay. Um, but he did end up, like, staying in the hospital longer than they anticipated. But I could not find, like, really anything as okay. to why he was actually in the hospital. So, I don't know if it was, like, surgery or just, like, a routine. Not a routine. That's not nothing about staying in the hospital's routine. But... Right, um, like a heart attack like or something. an accident. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. But I think he did have health issues. Okay. 
There are also reports that on the same day, two mechanics were at the home working on Bob's car. They were there replacing the alternator. Okay. Around 3 p.m., Branson told Gina he was running outside to return some jumper cables to the shed. I guess maybe they had used Mm. or asked to borrow or whatever. Um, And this was the last time the 20-year-old was ever seen again. Okay, this sounds familiar now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. The jumper cables? Yeah. Is that what gotcha? Yeah. Okay. Like going out to the shed to return the jumper cables. That sounds familiar. So the following day, Branson's grandmother, Joanne, decided to go by the home that Bob and Branson shared because she actually hadn't heard from her grandson in a few days or so. I guess it was kind of common practice for them to keep in touch, you know. Okay, yeah. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Um, She wasn't necessarily worried that something was wrong, but she just wanted to make sure everything was good. She knew Bob was in the hospital. Branson was there. Yeah, especially because the dad was in the hospital checking in on him. Yeah, that makes sense. So when she arrived at the home, she saw that Branson's van was parked in front of the house. So she pulled into the driveway and she goes to the door, which was unlocked. Okay. Now, this is a small town. (laughs) I think there was like 3,000 people. Oh my gosh. Okay. Maybe even less. Maybe it's 300. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. I don't know why, but. But small town. It's kind of important (laughs) (laughs) later in the story. Um. So it wasn't like uncommon for people to leave right. their doors unlocked. So and it was you know, 2001, super right? Yeah, 2001. So like, I feel like as time has gone on, people have locked their doors more, but I feel like there's still a lot of places people in the that South don't. that they just don't lock their doors. It's just not a thing. Yeah. Well, this was like Midwest. This, this is Missouri. Oh, Isn't okay. that Midwest? I don't know what officially is Midwest. People get mad at me because, like, <laughs> I went, I lived in the Midwest for four years but then i think i called like tennessee the midwest once and somebody was like no tennessee is the south yeah so i think after tennessee is the midwest i think that's okay the cutoff point. all right so midwest yeah. south but still in that area <laughs> until you get the to the, the south country. then it's the yeah. south again <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah some people think south carolina is not the south and i'm like honey it is <laughs> southern down here you're, I don't know what yeah, talking you're about. like i live in the south yeah exactly so that wasn't alarming to Joanne, the, you know, finding right. the door okay. unlocked. Yeah. But what was a bit alarming was that not only was there music kind of blasting from a room in the home, but their furnace was, like, turned up really high. So it was, like, oh. really, really warm in the house. And it was, you know, April in Missouri. I don't know what the temperature's like, but I imagine it's not, like, you know, you don't need your heat on like blasting, yeah, full blast. Yeah. yeah, it's not like the dead of winter, right? Exactly. So there was no one home. She checked everywhere; no one was there. So she decided Branson must have stepped out. So she turned off the music, the lights, and the furnace, and then she locked the back door, which was also unlocked. But she kept the front door um, 
unlock just in case, you know, Branson decided to come home and if he didn't have his key or whatever. Right. She decided to call Branson's mom, Becky, um, to see if she had heard from or seen Branson and told her, you know, what she found at the home upon her arrival. Becky had not seen Branson or heard from him either. Um, They were, his parents were divorced um, and his mom lived a few towns over um, and, you know, he lived with his dad and they were on good terms. So it wasn't like, you know, he, she never talked to him and it was weird, you know, not, not weird or whatever. So they decided to wait another, another day just to see if he showed back up. And when Joanne decided to drive back to the house to check and see if Branson had been there, to her dismay, the house was still untouched. Okay. So at this point, she decided, I'm going to call Bob to see if Branson has, you know, called him or been by the hospital. Because, you know, he did talk to his dad while he was in the hospital. Right. And and especially because the car is still there, so it's not like he would have, like, driven off to go somewhere for a couple days or something. Yeah. So, Bob tells her no. He has not heard or seen Branson. So, now everyone is growing alarmed. And they decided to reach out to some of Branson's friends to see if anyone has spoken or, you know, spoken to him or seen him. When they got a hold of his friend Gina, she told them, yes, actually, I have recently seen Branson. That she had been over at his house a couple of days before to help him clean before his father came home from the hospital on that Friday. So she was there on Thursday and his dad was supposed to come home on Friday. And I believe at this point it was um, Saturday that they were reaching out to people. She said at one point Branson had gone into the kitchen, took something out of one of the cabinets, and went back outside. She said she later took a shower and afterwards went into the kitchen, and one of the mechanics was in there looking for something in the cabinets as well. That's weird. Yeah. So, I don't know if maybe he was looking for a tool or, you know, something maybe that Branson had taken out of the cabinets. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know. We'll, we'll never know mm-hmm. that. Um. But later on, she heard the front door open and she called out to Branson from the upstairs window and asked him what he was doing. And he told her that was when he said, hey, I'm just going to run these jumper cables to the shed. And right. then that was the last time she saw him. Okay. So I guess she just like left the house. Didn't like check on him. I don't know. It's kind of I mean, weird, but. It is weird, but it's also weird that she <sighs> took a shower at his house so if that was just like their relationship and he was just like all right or she was just like um he must have gone and done something just like his grandmother thought and so i'm gonna go home now i think they were well they were super close i don't think there was any like romantic involvement Mm -hmm. but their house so branson and and bob's house was kind of known as like the hangout spot okay for like the younger you know not teenagers but yeah that age range, you know, to come over, hang out, you know, listen to music, have fun, whatever. So I guess it wasn't like super odd that, you know, she was there taking a shower and right. then just kind of left, yeah, like that makes come sense. and go as you please. Yeah. I just thought it was weird because I would feel like I would need to say bye. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe she like called out or something or, or I guess if she thought that like he had he left. gone out, like maybe he went down the street for something and she had to get home or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's true. 
So they also, you know, question the mechanics from outside and they claim to never have seen him, you know, aside from him, I guess, just being around the house. Right. And Gina also mentioned that, you know, yeah, they had been playing music while they clean, which explained why the music had been playing when Joanne arrived. Yeah. So on April 17th, once Bob, Branson's dad, had been discharged from the hospital, he and Becky, Branson's mom, decided to officially file a missing persons report. At this point, it had been several days since anyone had seen or heard from Branson. When the police question the parents, Bob does come forward and confess an incident that happened with Branson a week or so earlier. Oh. So, according to Bob, Branson had experienced a very embarrassing situation with a neighbor named Jason Bierman, who was, like, in his 30s, I believe. Okay. So, older. Kinda, you know, older than Branson. Older. Yeah. Evidently, Jason had either given Branson a drug or potentially drugged Branson, and he responded to this drug um, by stripping down naked and dancing around Jason's home. Oh, my God. Okay. I guess I'll give a blanketed trigger to this next part, Um, but he then shaved off his pubic hair and participated in sexual activity with Jason. Okay. So after the incident, Branson hurried home and he took refuge in his room, embarrassed by what he had just experienced. He did actually later come forward and tell his father what happened out of shame, I guess, or I don't know, okay. maybe just looking to, to like, yeah, talk to someone, get it off his chest. Yeah, get yeah. it off his chest. Um, and Bob tells him that he should not be ashamed and that he was sexually assaulted by jason yeah well he couldn't consent if he was under the influence exactly but branson was so ashamed and embarrassed he did not feel comfortable in the least going to the police that doesn't surprise me at all yeah so bob's theory was kind of maybe branson ran off due to this shame and embarrassment maybe he just couldn't face what had happened and took off okay But police don't think that this is the case at all. They believe that Branson was most likely met with foul play due to somehow being involved in the drug scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess the area is known for their meth production. Oh, okay. um, And a house that he frequented actually basically blew up (gasps) a a day or two after... Um, Branson went missing a meth lab essentially yeah but it was never investigated so they don't know if he was there um yeah they they were probably just like oh a meth lab blew up good yeah Yeah, like we're not gonna look into it (laughs) yeah okay but a lot of people close to Branson they do not believe that he was in the drug scene Branson was a good kid he graduated from Nottaway Holt High School after graduating graduating he planned to go into the army but was unable to do so due to suffering from tachycardia which is a condition that makes your heart race excessively oh yeah so instead he worked odd jobs around town including you know working as a roofer and helping maintain a traveling petting zoo in the area which i think is so cute (laughs) yeah that's amazing that would be a fun job that would be a fun job i didn't even know traveling petting zoos were a thing yeah and 
you may find this. Well, I, you can leave this out because I'm kind of putting you on blast a little bit. He was also a black belt in Hap- Hapkido. Okay. Am I saying that right? All right. I don't know. I no, didn't I, do that okay. type of karate. You don't have to. You, I won't take this out. I don't think I've okay. ever shared that before. I don't think you have either. That's why I was like. I don't mind sharing it. I have a black belt in karate for uh, anyone who's wondering why why we're talking about this. I don't share about it a ton, but yeah, I have a black belt. I did uh, Kempo karate, so I don't know Hapshido, but um, but that's cool. I like like when people have karate history. Yeah, you should be proud of that. I am proud. You know what? It took me 10 freaking years, over 10 years, (laughs) so I'm proud of it. Good. (laughs) now obviously these things do not guarantee a person you know falling into the wrong crowd yeah um or like prevent them from falling into the wrong crowd or scene but his family just was not buying the whole drug scene thing okay and neither were a lot of his friends i mean i feel like especially a lot of the friends like the family is one thing because like maybe you don't tell your your parents everything but if a lot of his friends were like no that is more convincing to me because it's like your friends are who you hang out with, especially in like a small town like that. You know, it's not like he's in a big city where he could run off and do stuff without people knowing like his friends would probably know what he was involved with. I feel like it, I don't know. It seems like he had a really close relationship with his dad. I mean, he shared that horrifically embarrassing story, which I don't even know if I would have the courage to do. Yeah. Um, so it just seems like, I don't know if they knew, like, if they thought or knew something, or if he was doing that, like, they would know. Yeah, I feel like somebody you know? would know. I don't know. So the police begin their search, and they start with the Perry home. The first red flag they come across is the fact that those jumper cables that he was planning to return to the shed were not there. Oh, so maybe he had them in his hand and was abducted. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also... His wallet, his keys, and all of his belongings were still in the home, so it did not appear that he was planning to leave at all. Right. Yeah. No, it doesn't Which sound is, like it. you know, kind of what Bob maybe initially suspected. Right. Like, if you're going to leave, you don't leave when multiple people are at your house. You at least take your wallet. Yeah. I would think. You need money. Yeah. And away. again, your car. Like, how are you going to get anywhere super far and there were people at your house you were cleaning for your dad to come home like mechanics yeah yeah you don't just like that's not when you decide to disappear right so nottaway county sheriff's department or excuse me nottaway county sheriff ben sp began searching for branson by combing a 15 mile perimeter of skidmore Authorities questioned hundreds of people including branson's quote-unquote drug acquaintances but everyone seemingly passed all lie detector tests. Okay. I mean, lie detector tests aren't the end-all be-all, but, you know, they're yeah. also can be helpful. Yeah. So, no one no one seemed to know at all what happened wow. to Branson. They also tried to interview Jason Bierman, the guy he had the situation with, mm-hmm. during their questioning process. But Jason was nowhere to be found. That's suspicious that you know the like tiktok that's suspicious that's weird that's playing in my head right now yeah according to the columbia missouri daily jason turned up a couple of weeks later and 
was ruled out pretty fast. But there are literally no details as to why he was ruled out so fast, shared in any of the media coverage that I So um, So that read. makes me think that he had some sort of alibi as to why he wasn't yeah. in town. You know, maybe he was in rehab or got arrested or something. I mean, I don't know yeah. why they wouldn't share that, but... Yeah, you know, maybe, I mean, yeah. maybe he had some sort of, like, strong alibi, and that's why, one, he wasn't in town, and two, he was ruled out so quickly. Yeah. Two weeks later, the police decide to do another search of the Perry property to see if they missed anything during their initial search, and lo and behold, this time they find the jumper cables. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> however, however, though... According to my research, the police did not take them into evidence or do any DNA samples. Therefore, absolutely nothing came from this. Why? I don't know. And I feel like this is so different from, like, the police are the ones who are saying he didn't, we don't think he just left. Like. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I don't know. So on April 10th, almost a year to the day that Branson went missing, there was a small breakthrough in the case. Law enforcement arrested. Now, I'm about to just trigger freaking warning. This whole next part is disgusting. It is vile. It is all of the things. And if you just are not in the mood for it, skip ahead. Um, but it is kind of a maybe, you know, okay. big part of the case. So, law enforcement arrested Jack Wayne Rogers, a 59-year-old Presbyterian minister and Boy Scout leader. Roger was arrested on charges of first-degree assault and practicing medicine without a license. Oh, God. Would you like to know what this medicine was that he was practicing? No. He performed makeshift gender reassignment <gasps> surgery in hotel rooms on I have no men words. transitioning to women. I have no words. He would then request that the quote-unquote patient sign a paper which would allow him to keep the genitals <gasps> that he would remove. What the fuck? According, oh, it gets worse. Oh, no. According to court documents, he would then take the genitals, cook them, dice them up, and consume them. No. And they have they have picture evidence no. to prove that he was doing this. I did not see it, thank God. But during their investigation, they collected picture evidence of this. This is so hard because since we're doing a podcast, I have to say something, but I have no <laughs> words to say. Disgusting. It just Vile. kept getting worse. Yeah. And it kind of gets worse again. Oh, no. Sort of. So they also discovered child pornography, child pornography among... A lot of evidence that was taken from his computer. Now, at this point, you're wondering, how is this guy Rogers connected to Branson? Mm -hmm. 
Well, during the police investigation on his computer, they also discovered a chat room post. Remember, this is 2001. Mm-hmm where Rogers went into great detail about how he had raped, tortured, mutilated, and murdered a young blonde man from Skidmore, Missouri, and buried him in the Ozarks. (gasps) When questioned, though, Rogers denied knowing Branson and claimed he was just living out a fantasy online. But while doing their extensive research of his property... And devices, they did find a leather necklace that resembled one that Branson often wore. Okay. Now, police did take this into um, evidence, and they did send it off for testing. And unfortunately, they were unable to connect the the necklace to Branson. Was that necklace ever, like, found in the house or anything? Or, like, the one that Branson wore was never, like, found by the family? No. Okay. So he's probably maybe wearing it at the time of his disappearance. And just because they couldn't connect it doesn't mean it's not connected. Very true. But regardless, Roger does get convicted of all of his other crimes and is sentenced to 30 years in prison. 30? (laughs) 30. That's it. 30 years for mutilating. I mean, there's no way that those women... Are not mutilated. There's no way. No. He was not a doctor. There's no way he knew what the frick he was doing. No. No. The 30? That's it? Yeah. He's going to get out and go do that all over again. Well, he'll be like... So he was like 59. So he'll be like 90 when he gets out. So I don't think he'll be doing much. True, but like, what if he gets <laughs> out still... early? Like, you know, like, True. you never know. And that's just... No. Yeah. That's very true. Oh, it, that's sick. So it's shocking. When confronted about Branson or about the blonde man that he claimed to have murdered, he never like he basically denied that that was true. Like he was like, "No, I yeah. was just coming." So he never he it wasn't like he said it was somebody else and not Branson. No, he just completely he just dismissed it. it as a fantasy that he was basically like role role-playing or storytelling or whatever yeah you know, people do on the internet okay that doesn't yeah in my eyes then that doesn't completely it's say not good that, enough yeah like yeah. That, that still could be true and, and could be branson took his word for it i know yeah. i know but like also it would be i mean the ozarks are huge yeah they're literally so unless they had an area to search it would be literally impossible for them to find him if he was buried there you know so now the investigation turns back to skidmore which is where branson was from which is known for protecting their own and keeping their mouths shut about certain things okay for example in 1981 a man named ken mcelroy who was known as the you know, kind of town bully of Skidmore had a run in with a local store clerk, Bo Bowencamp, and his wife Lois. Allegedly because McElroy's child tried to steal some candy from their store. Okay. McElroy then began stalking the Bowencamp family and eventually threatened Bo Bowencamp in the back of his store with a shotgun. In the ensuing confrontation, McElroy shot Bowen Camp in the neck. Oh. 
Thankfully, he survived and McElroy was arrested and charged with attempted murder. McElroy was also convinced at trial of assault, but he was freed on bail pending his appeal. Oh. Which is like okay. mind-boggling. Yeah. Try to kill someone and hey, just get out. Yeah. Go, go really kill him, you know? Yeah, exactly. Immediately after being released at a post-trial hearing, he then went to the bar and made threats against Bo again in front of patrons at the bar. Afterwards, he bought a six-pack of beer, left the bar, only to be, only then to be shot several times and killed in his truck. Oh. There were close to 50 people, witnesses essentially, who saw this attack, yet not one single person came forward claiming to have seen the assailant. And no one was ever charged with his murder, and his murder has still remained a secret for over 40 years. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, really protect their own. Yeah. So, I think it was 300. Their their town was 300. Because I remember reading it was like a fourth or a fifth of their population. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about, thinking back to my research that I was doing. So, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, that many people protected the guy for shooting him or a girl or whoever. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so back to Branson's story. Um, In June of 2009, police get another small break in the case. Tips begin to come in about a location where locals believe Branson's body may be. Quitman, Missouri. So, police begin to re-interview some of the people from the initial investigation And they decide that these tips seem credible enough, and they begin to excavate the site identified by locals. Oh, wow. Okay. Over a period of two days, excavators dig a 23-foot-deep hole that covered an area of around 20 feet by 40 feet, and they also brought out 10 cadaver dogs. They found an area that appeared to recently have been disturbed... And that nine of the ten dogs also hit on, like, the scent. okay. However, when they dug up this area, there was nothing. Wow. So, once again, their tips led nowhere. And a lot of people suspect that somehow maybe the the people or person involved got wind of this Mm. search. Right. And moved moved his body. I mean, that would make sense. Because the ground was disturbed. I mean, it had visibly been you know, right. dug up. Right. And yeah, the cadaver dogs could still alert there Smell if it, it was after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in 2010, Branson's case was featured on America's Most Wanted. However, that sadly ended Didn't go anywhere. nowhere. Yeah. Tragically, the Perry family has dwindled in the last two decades. Branson's cousin, Bobby Joe Stinnett, was murdered in 2004 during a fetal abduction. <gasps> oh my god. I know. Then, also in 2004, Branson's father Bob passed away. Oh, so I guess so he sad. succumbed to his um, like health issues. And then, in 2011, his mother also passed away from melanoma. Oh. That's so so both his parents passed away without ever knowing what happened to their son. And that is just terrible and awful. But in April of 2019, Nottaway County Sheriff Randy Strong 
said that authorities will not give up on solving his case as justice and closure for the rest of the Perry family is absolutely essential. That's good. So that's, you know, kind of promising. Yeah. If you have any information leading to where Branson is or know who may be involved in his disappearance or murder, please contact the Nottaway County Sheriff's Office at 660-582-7451. And I will, of course, have that listed in the show notes so you have easy access to it if you have any information in this case. Wow. I feel like this is like you were talking about with Kendrick Johnson, like this if just one person comes forward with anything they might know, this could be solved. Like, if they saw anything, this could be solved. Yeah. Just let his family get the peace and closure. I mean, his parents have already passed away. I mean, his I, I guess his grandparents are still alive, and, mm. you know, I'm sure they, yeah. they loved him so much and want to know what happened to their grandson. Yeah. And his friends and, you know, like... Yeah, the whole town. I mean... Yeah. It, it was the hangout spot. Everybody knew... Everybody seems to know everybody. I mean, you can give tips anonymously. No one will ever know. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Oh, that's so So, sad. Yeah. But, you know, we'll we'll, uh, post about this on our Instagram and our Facebook pages. If there is any updates in the case at all, um, of course, we will let you guys know. Yeah. By updating on Instagram and on the podcast. But... Wow. That's Branson Perry's story. That's crazy. Yeah. But I hope you guys um, heard a a new case that you may not have heard about. And I hope that you're interested in this case. And thank you guys, as always, so much for listening and for all your support. Don't forget to rate and review us on wherever you listen. I think only Apple and Spotify Spotify. you can do that right now. Um. But yeah, thank you guys for listening and until next time, keep it human. Bye.